Welcome back for another edition of Hashtag Alvarado Excellence Podcast. I'm Tommy Brown alongside Dr. Kenneth Estes, Superintendent for Alvarado ISD. And so for starters today, let's talk about Texas Education's Human Resources Day that we celebrated last week with a little declaration at the school board meeting. And uh, Wednesday was the actual day uh, for our HR staff to, to celebrate them and uh Miss Marianne Wood, who leads that group, she does a, a fantastic job and was giving her a hard time earlier today. She's the only person in the district that gets to meet every single person that works here. That's exactly right. She does a fantastic job of recruiting and overseeing the process of us uh, hiring and getting our new employees, new educators into the district. And it's a small team up there that does a lot for a district with 3,700 students. So we have uh, Melissa Cornell, who is over payroll, I'm sure all our educators know her very well and appreciate all that she does. And then we have uh, Lacey Bird, who works to reduction of our new educators into the district, but also does uh, stuff on really all all sides of things, payroll to paperwork and processes. And really you think of, of HR and you're thinking they're the people who hire people. And like you said, I already said, you know, Mr. Cornell – you know, handles, you know, making sure everybody gets paid, everybody has the right stuff taken out of their check or in their check or whatever it is. You know, and, and Marianne, more than just hiring people, you know, she she deals with the elections. Anytime we have an election, a school board election or our bond election, she's our elections officer. And uh, so it goes it goes much further than just the, the hiring of people. All right, so we are joined by Alvarado ISD, Director of Human Resources, Ms. Mary Ann Wood. And how are you today, Mary Ann? I'm great. So uh, just for starters, you know, we, we talked about we recognized our HR department last Wednesday on Texas Education's Human Resources Day, and I recognized you guys in front of the school board on Monday night. Just wanted to, to take a minute and say, you know, thank you for everything you and your staff does that uh, Alvarado ISD would not have the quality of educators we have without y'all's hard work and we all thank Melissa for making sure we get paid every time we're supposed to get paid and that it's on time. Well thank you we felt very honored um, to receive the recognition it's always nice to for um, anyone to get some recognition and I was proud for our department and proud for uh, the employees that work here. So we talked to you know you're the only person in the district that really gets to meet and interact with every single person that we eventually end up hiring. Obviously, to be an HR director, you have to be a people person. And just talk about your experience and how much you enjoy that process of bringing people in and and talking to them. And really, you're kind of the first line of, hey, get excited about Alvarado ISD. Well, I love Alvarado ISD. My kids went to school here and graduated more years ago than I'd like to remember. But um, (laughs) Alvarado ISD is very special in my heart, and I think that the people that we interview know that whenever they come into the office. You know, I'm always looking for um, team players with the positive attitude, plus having the knowledge and the background and the uh, certifications that we need. We just uh, are constantly looking for the best of the best, and we feel like when we get them here in Alvarado that they want to stay. Well, y'all do a fantastic job. I know from the office of the superintendent, it gives me a lot of peace of mind knowing that we got a fantastic HR 
team that's uh, out there doing a fantastic job, not only recruiting, but then also screening applicants uh, for our district. And, and those are educators for all different types of positions, everything from working in the classroom to outside the classroom to administration. And we also wanted to give you a, a chance to give a little, little shout out to your staff. If you want to mention who they are and what exactly their role is, uh, now would be a great time to do that. Okay, I'd love to. Um, Melissa Cornell is our payroll and benefits specialist. Um, she has been in the district 19 years. She came over to, she actually started at Lillian Elementary as an attendance clerk and came over um, 14 years ago and joined this staff and um, actually started as the HR secretary and then learned to be the payroll um, person whenever we had a change in software. She's done an excellent job, and I am so fortunate to have her in, in our department. And the same goes for Lacey Bird, who is now the uh, department secretary, and she handles everything from um, being the first contact to our department and always having a smile in her voice and and talking to our potential people or our uh, employees that um, have some sort of issue or a question or something, she's the first contact. She does a really good job. And hard to believe that this is her sixth year in um, Human Resource Department. So time is flying by really fast. Right, and then also talk about a lot of people think of HR and they think that's where that's where you go to, to get hired and, Talk about the other, there's a lot of other aspects that go into human resources. You're in charge of our elections whenever we have them. Uh, you and your staff take care of the end-of-year breakfast each year when we have the end-of-year breakfast and all the service awards. And just talk about what uh, what are the other other duties of HR outside of just coming in and, and approving somebody as an employee. Of course, look at compensation and trying to keep our salaries in line with um, – other districts our size and and, um, and our wealth, um, we have to get involved in, in labor and employee relations or management uh, relations from time to time. Um, training is one of the things that, that we also work with. And, um, and, of course, the benefits is a huge part of HR in, in our district. So there's a lot of things besides staffing needs, you know, and posting jobs and stuff like that that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Well, and we appreciate all that you do on the health and safety side of things. A lot of people may not realize during COVID-19 you've carried a heavy burden regarding the uh, evaluation of specific situations dealing with our faculty and staff and uh, all of our educators in general. But y'all do that on a on a yearly basis anyway, y'all typically do things that are related to uh, the health health and safety of our educators, so we appreciate that. Well, thank you. I had the opportunity to reach out to some of our brand-new teachers last week in, in an email, and I just asked them, you know, we're all the time trying to um, look for excellence within our, our district. If y'all don't mind, I'd like to tell you about a couple of those. Um, sure. One of our new new teachers um, that's working with the choir was talking about, you know, at the very beginning, one of the choirs was very shy. And whenever asked what his excellent moment so far this year has been, he said that they were 
they had built their confidence. They were projecting and they were singing, you know, um, so much better and so much more confident that he was, you know, so proud of them. And so I thought that was a cool, excellent moment. Another one was a sixth grade teacher who said that one of the students ran up and said, I'd love to give you a, ho- a hug, but I can't because of COVID. You know, well, picture a sixth grader doing that to one of their teachers and how much that meant to that teacher. So I thought that was another excellent moment. And another one was a second grade social studies teacher, and they were having a lesson on respecting people. And so she connected it to their the students on live and asked them, about who was somebody that they knew that they respected. And so she was talking about it being such an awesome lesson filled with learning, but also uh, talking about one of our core values of respecting. And I just thought those are really some cool things. That's probably my favorite part of HR is being able to work with our teachers and hear these amazing stories. That's fantastic. And I don't know that a lot of people know, you know, each year the, the district leadership team, you know, takes part in the WIG and has their own lead measures and everything. And you know, for the last couple of years, you have taken on the responsibility of of meeting with new teachers every week and multiple new teachers every week. And I don't know how many other HR directors in the state of Texas or in the United States actually do that. Kudos to you. And I know Dr. Dr. Estes and I have a lot of respect for you and that you're able to do that and that you care enough to go and, and talk to those new teachers and, and find out you know, what's going on, what kind of needs do they have, and then also hear the stories that you hear about the excellent things going on in their classroom. It really makes you feel connected with the faculty and the students whenever you get to hear those stories. So they're very special to me. All right. Well, very good, Marianne. Dr. Estes, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Just once again, thank you to Ms. Wood and the HR team for all that you do inside uh, the HR duties and all those extra duties that are out there that are not assigned we appreciate uh, you taking care of our, you know, most precious uh, resource, which is as our educators. And so thank you so much for all you do. It's our pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Marianne. So late last week, uh, we, as an administrative team, made the decision to uh, quarantine all of the high school band. Uh, there were two scholar positive cases and, and one educator positive case in the band. And at that time, we quarantined the band, took some kids out of other extracurricular activities, and then over the weekend we had a couple junior high students who were positive and a couple staff members at the high school that have been positive. And so an update on our, our weekly chart, whenever it was released today, uh, there were eight new cases. There was two face-to-face high school students, three high school staff members, two junior high face-to-face students, and then one virtual student. Up to this point, we have, with those eight included, we have 16 cases in nine weeks of school. Now, five of those 16 have already been uh, recovered, and so we only have 11 pos- uh, 11 active cases. You know, we wanted to, 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 to touch on that uh, today just to, to make sure everybody understands the process and, and what happens whenever there's a positive case and, and why certain groups are quarantined and maybe not others. Our nurses have done a fantastic job in this process, and kudos to Nurse Robertson, who continues to do a phenomenal job of leading and uh, helping advise district administration on all things related to COVID and the health and safety of our educators and our scholars. And 
We all know these decisions are not easy. It's uh, great that we have a fantastic team that rallies around any uh, specific situation to make sure that we make uh, the decision that ends up being in the best interest of our scholars, our educators in our district. And so some of the questions that have popped up, why doesn't, you know, my kids in band, they're having to be quarantined. Why doesn't their brother or sister at home also have to be quarantined? Well, the quarantine is for those that are a close contact. And we go through the process outlined by the CDC, the Department of State Health Services, and our own reopening guidelines to determine who those close contacts will be in a specific situation. And so a close contact of a close contact is not someone that has to be quarantined. And that's what a sibling or a parent or somebody could be. And my kid's quarantined. Can't I just get a test and it be negative and I can come right back to school? We wished it was that easy. <laughs> Unfortunately, that quarantine or that uh, period is 14 days. And so we've actually had someone in our district that was exposed to COVID, was a close contact outside of the school system. And they were at the very end of their 14-day quarantine period. And then they started showing symptoms, got a test, and tested positive for COVID. So there's that 14-day uh, period that people may not like, but it's absolutely essential to us keeping the rest of the educators and scholars safe and healthy. And the other thing is we do not recommend, hey, you're in quarantine, go get a test from the doctor. You're not going to be able to come back anyways, but – a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to go get a test just to make sure. Our suggestion to you would be if your student or your, if your scholar start showing symptoms, go to your doctor and let your doctor make that decision if it needs to be a COVID-19 test. That it could be a, a plethora of other things. But uh, that would be our recommendation. We're not recommending anybody just because you're in quarantine going to CVS and getting a test. Right, and we always want to rely on health officials to make decisions and to guide us as uh, individuals and as a school district. And so just consult with your doctor uh, in any specific situation, and, and they'll guide you. And just understand that if you run out and you get a test and it's negative, it doesn't mean that you'll automatically come back, as Mr. Brown said earlier. All right, another big decision was made last Friday afternoon with the District 5-4A coaches in that one of our district schools – our football district schools has not been able to play for two weeks because of, of COVID reasons. And instead of making that school forfeit a couple games, a modified schedule was approved, which is going to move the Indians' last home game, last game of the regular season, to next Wednesday, October 28th, against La Vega. It's here at home. And so that night we will be celebrating our seniors and, and on parents' night. We'll also be celebrating homecoming with the homecoming festivities, and so it's going to be a little—it's going to be a little weird. You're not used to playing on Wednesday nights. Nobody is. We encourage you to come out to Charles Head Stadium if you're able to, and we're going to have senior night. We're going to have homecoming festivities. Uh, just want to make sure everybody was aware of that situation. Well, we want to make sure that we—that everybody understands. When we moved into this school year back in the summer. We didn't even know if we'd be able to have school or extracurricular activities, and so it's been a blessing to be able to play as many competitions and to have as many events as we've been able to. We understand we had to postpone home, the homecoming celebration from our Steamville game to the game with La Vega so that our band could participate. We want to be as inclusive as possible. We'll roll with this change that we, we have to make. No one likes playing on a Wednesday night. 
it's just what we have to do to be able to get the games in. So uh, kudos to everybody that's just rallied around and uh, not we haven't heard complaints. We just uh, had people saying, hey, we'll make this work. All right, and then also we're not going to get into a lot of the athletic stuff today. We are creating a new podcast for the athletic side of things just to, to make these a little bit shorter for everybody to listen to, maybe trying to hold them to less than 10 minutes, and then we'll have an athletic one that we'll try to get underneath 10 minutes to kind of – Share the love a little bit with both with the athletics, next curriculars, and then this one. Do want to mention volleyball? We had a huge game Friday night against Venus, in a a district game that they were able to win in four games. They they won the first one, dropped the second one, and then uh, rolled to, to wins in their third and fourth games to clinch a playoff spot uh, this year. And just congratulations to Coach Barkey and, and her girls. Uh, it was a it was a rough start to the season, but they got rolling, and once they got rolling. Uh, Things went really good for them. And the exciting part of it is right now they're in fourth place. But if they can get a win tomorrow night in Hillsboro, then they would actually finish third place. I was talking to Coach Malone earlier today, and they didn't realize Hillsboro has already lost to life. So a win tomorrow night would put them in a solid third place. There wouldn't have to be a play-in game later. So a win tomorrow night against Hillsboro, and your Lady Indians will be third place in district heading into the playoffs against probably either Dallas Carter or Dallas Lincoln. Well, that's exciting, and the, and the win Friday night was exciting, like you said. Really proud of our volleyball team, and want to do a quick shout-out to our eighth-grade A volleyball team that had a big win over Godley last week that puts them in position to actually win a district championship if they went out. So we have two team sports that are getting close to completing their season, their, their regular season. Team tennis is already in the playoffs, and they'll go in as the second-place team, and our volleyball team has a place – has a chance to go in as the third-place team. So two team sports, both of them in the playoffs, that's pretty exciting. It's very exciting. And, you know, there, there's still a chance for football to get into the playoffs. Cross-country district meet is next week. It's all kind of coming to a head now. And, and all these athletes that have put in so much time over the summer and in the fall and, and working through, you know, the different guidelines and regulations setting forth this year to make things a little – not to make things a little more difficult, but to keep them safe. And uh, so it's an exciting time for all those guys just – figuring out, hey, we have a chance to advance to the postseason now, so let's go get it and get it done. All right, and that's going to wrap up another edition of your Hashtag Alvarado Excellence podcast. And uh, we enjoy this time each week. And, again, we tell you every week if you have anything you want us to mention or if you have any ideas for somebody we can talk to, feel free to, to shoot me or Dr. Estes a message, and, and we will uh, see what we can do to make that happen. And until next week, Hashtag Alvarado Excellence.